Peace and blessings, blessings and peace. Thank you so much for joining us for a peaceful moment. In this chaotic world, our minds are not presented with the satisfaction of tranquility. On a peaceful moment, we take a step back from reality and reap what is rightfully ours. Sit back and relax as my guest and I share our experiences, our rants and our trauma. We are here to laugh, heal and to be peaceful. You can find us on Instagram at peaceful underscore podcast, TikTok, peaceful underscore podcast. And we're finally on YouTube, baby, at peaceful moment podcast. All I need you to do, sit back, relax and be peaceful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? You're listening to Peaceful Moment Podcast. I like that. This That's actually like really cute. Peaceful Moment Podcast. Peaceful Moment Podcast. Peace Mode Podcast. Peaceful Moment. Peaceful Moment Podcast. With Jordan Brown. Like that. Let's have a peaceful moment. I love how you're illuminated. Illu- oh, yeah. I got my own yeah, spotlight right look now. really, really good. Thank you. I feel like I should be up there too. It's Black History Month. Honestly, do you want to switch? No, I'm good. I sit on the ground. Itchy down here. (laughs) I respect my guests. Y'all see this? (laughs) What do men bring to the table? Respect. And the whole damn table. Exactly, exactly. So, Grace, how are you feeling today? I'm a little bit tired, a little bit not sleepy because I'm definitely not sleepy right now. Uh, ADHD won't let that happen. Um, Say that again. But I'm definitely doing good. Mm-hmm. Better than not doing good, that's for sure. I don't know, that's right. 2021 beat my ass consistently. That shit slapped me sideways with a brick. <laughs> Almost every month, right? Yeah, every damn. month. It was like a new life-changing experience every month. I'm sick like, of it. It was like the 27th day would come every month, and I was just like... Bah, 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 bah. Just walking around with like my ass cheeks clenched. <laughs> What's gonna happen next? I'm not dropping no soap, I promise. <laughs> that means something different to me because I have IBS. Oh, I actually clenched. have Crohn's disease. <gasps> stomach issues. We here for the gastro issues. What? <laughs> Your stomach be fucked up too? Dude, I'd be like, damn, I'm gonna go in my pants right now if I don't run to this toilet. I go to the no. toilet, crickets. Absolute crickets for me. No How does fucking that work? Cap. How does that work? It just stomach just be mad sometimes. It just be like, bitch, you gotta get out of this situation right now. I'm gonna give you an, <laughs> I'm gonna give you a reason. I'm gonna give you an excuse to leave. <laughs> so Brace, before we get started, go ahead and let people know where they can find you. And anything you're working on in the future. Yeah. Um, you could find me at GracieH14 on mm-hmm. Instagram. I've been trying to get there, like get back onto it because 
I didn't I didn't stop for any reason. It was just because like my I picked up my jobs Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're doing marketing for a business, you're like, man, I don't want to post anything on Instagram no more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I gotta get back into it because mm-hmm. I just I take pictures of everything, but I don't post them anywhere. Like my camera roll, empty. Total Instagram feed right there already. Right. Mm-hmm. We going for the OnlyFans content on my page. <laughs> we getting out of the hood this year. I'm trying to. And if tell TikTok you, will make me famous, this can dick I tell will. Real shit this though. This dick doc. Real shit though. My boyfriend and I, we were really considering starting an OnlyFans at the beginning of the pandemic. Oh. Because I mean, we were struggling like it. not too hard, but <laughs> I would pay more. <laughs> like we weren't struggling too hard, but it was just like. Damn, I I I just want to do a little better, but like mm-hmm. a few know, thousand like, extra dollars. I'm saying. Listen. But it, it just never came to fruition, and I mean, I'm not upset about it. Like I'm doing just fine now. Mm-hmm. You can see the beach from my apartment. I'm I'm totally okay right now. Baby, you have an apartment. This is true. Yeah, cause some bitches. I don't be living with my parents no more. I know that's right. Got my own damn bills, and it's scary. <laughs> I know that's right. Well, on the next few episodes of the podcast, we're talking about our first, and I'm having my guests divulge into their experience with life-changing events. Um, so, first episode was Erica. She talked about her first breakup. Then we had C Funk. C Funk talked about his uh, his first love. We had Alex Pericles. He talked about his first fist fight, and then we had Chief. From Los Angeles. He was talking about. Um, How did, I'm going to do this mom. for the camera real quick. I'm going to set my mic down. What is it? LA. <laughs> LA, LA, LA. The place of all places. <laughs> Drug use and all faces will make or break you. Okay. And we have Grace here. And Grace, you're going to be telling us your story about. I was going to do my first day coming to South Florida because I'm from Montana. That's like. Mm. The Big countryside, folk. like up in the mountains, where now, y'all don't have cities, y'all have towns. Yeah, we got towns. You go to a town when you gotta go to groceries. With the E. Yeah. Town with the E. Yeah, actually, there's, there's a lot of towns with the E's there. Mm-hmm. But like where I'm from, when we went to town, it was just T O W N town. The E is for racism. Yeah. So go. Oh, that's a goddamn tennis ball. I said it. That's a golf ball. You said a golf ball. You did. It's the damn. Smirnoff ice. Smirnoff ice. Smirnoff, Smirnoff. But right. yeah, I was gonna talk about my first day coming to to a South Florida high school because mm-hmm. my eighth grade graduating class, what I left was seven people. Wow. Counting me, like I was the seventh person in that class. Damn. Yeah. And when you come down to South Florida and you go to high school, your class size is like 550, 600 yeah. kids. Yeah. I was number 324 of 657. Yeah, I think I made it. To I was like, an average baby. I think I made it actually to like 187 mm. out of 568. I don't know that's right. Mm, I was trying. I don't know that's right. I was drowning, but I was trying. I don't know that's motherfucking right. So when did you move? I no, moved. wait first. Why did y'all move? Why the fuck did y'all go from Montana to Florida? So my parents actually split up, and my mom, she's really big into like the cannabis industry, like trying to legalize and like that kind of thing. Oh, we know. I love your mom. <laughs> I love her. Everybody loves. My, I love my mom, but everybody loves my mom. 
Um, but no, so she was dating this guy, like found him through Facebook, and he's actually a federal medical patient. Oh, wow. So this man gets a prescription from the government. This was like back in like the 60s when they had this program first set up. And for once a month, every month, he would get a metal tin of 300 joints from the government since the 1970s, something around there. And my uncle got 10 years? I'm trying to tell you. So tell, (laughs) think about me when I'm being raised by like, like with dare and like all those things and they're Mm -hmm. saying that like marijuana is a gateway drug and i'm just like this man has a prescription coming from the government what do you mean it's a drug it's it's medicinal Mm -hmm. but yeah so she was dating him and she moved down here and then i was right at that age where like puberty and that kind of thing was gonna happen Mm -hmm. and It was just me and my dad in the house. Mm. So it's not like I had any of my four old, older sisters with me there to like help me through that. I know you had older that. sisters. I have four. Really? Yeah. I'm an auntie about four times now. Wow. How old are they? Uh, niece and nephew from one of my sisters are six and four. Mm-hmm. And then on my other sister's side, one of them has a niece and nephew. I don't really talk to those two sisters a bunch, but they're... I want to say about five or six. Mm-hmm. And then um, I have one for my other sister, and she's about ten. All from the same parents? Are my sisters? Yeah. No. I, they're technically half-sisters. I just... Oh, okay. Half-sisters is so much extra yeah, to say. That's my fucking sister. Yeah. Because for me, I'm... Um, all of my siblings are half-siblings for me. I'm the only... Um, the bastard child. I call myself the glue of the family. I oh. glue these two sisters to these two sisters. That's the only way they're related is me. I know that's motherfucking right. Listen, <laughs> you're a middle child. No, I'm the baby. Oh, but my but mom you are the middle child. Yeah, my mom had two babies on her own, and then oh, my dad right. had two babies on his own, and then they met me and had me. Oh, that's right. Boom. Look at that. Yeah, but so that's why we moved down here originally is because my mom she was following her love interests and everything that went on for six seven years so. Mm-hmm. more power to her for moving at that moment because it wasn't like it was going to end in a month mm-hmm. and she'd be having to try to find her own place in South Florida. So more power to her to like doing that and everything and then like I understand like why she wanted me to move down for like the puberty mm-hmm. aspect. Me, from where I grew up, I was bullied a lot. No. Like I was that one kid because my mom was trying to legalize the devil's lettuce Oh, in, in, Montana. This, in this closed-minded town. So she was made out to be this drug lord, and she's this drug dealer, and don't hang out with Grace. Like, I had parents that would tell their kids that they couldn't hang out with me Aww. outside of school. And Gracie's the littest. <laughs> but that's their fucking loss. They snoozed that's- it. I, honestly, though, they all kept friendships with me. Was, like, there would be a movie night over at this person's house, and I would always be invited. So it's like, they would hang out with me, but like... When it came to, like, bullying or, like, picking someone out of the group to pick on, mm-hmm. I was definitely an easy yeah. target. Oh. Yeah. Damn, Mommy, I didn't know that. So when I came, when I got the opportunity to come down to Florida, I was like, I'm going to be a completely different person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, finally be myself. I'm not going to hold anything back. Mm-hmm. And it's worked. And it worked. That's it why did. when one time I got called a fake bitch in high school, I was like, How? I'm the fake bitch. I'm like, how? I'm the real one. What did I say? 
What did I say to make me fake? Like, I'll fix it, I promise. I'm not trying to be fake. I just want friends. Like, if you ask me what I said, I'll tell you exactly what I said, regardless if it's mean or not. I'll mm. tell you what I said. Mm. But, yeah, so when I moved down here, I moved here... It was, like, mid-August, mm -hmm. right before school started, so it was, like, two weeks before school. Oh, so you didn't even have, a, like, a buffer zone. No kind of buffer zone. Was I was dropped into the South Montana Florida Montana Broward. Yes. Damn. And we went and got gathered up all of our school supplies. We went and did what, the real quick. What mm -hmm. airport did you come in from? Fort Lauderdale Airport. Oh, yeah. Did all right. Can you describe how that was walking outside of the terminal? So Montana's airport, the one that I left from, mm -hmm. has two gates. Oh, A wow. and B. Oh fuck. So <laughs> <laughs> when I came down, and I was at. F-52. Oh, fuck. I was like, what? I thought I was going to go lost. My mom, literally, she called me as soon as I landed. And she was like, just follow the signs that say baggage claim and you'll find me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, bet. And just kind of tunnel vision every baggage claim sign. Mm. But peace and blessings. Blessings and peace. Thank you so much for joining us for a peaceful moment. In this chaotic world, our minds are not presented with the satisfaction of tranquility. On a peaceful moment, we take a step back from reality and reap what is rightfully ours. Sit back and relax as my guest and I share our experiences, our rants, and our trauma. We are here to laugh, heal, and to be peaceful. You can find us on Instagram at peaceful underscore podcast, TikTok, peaceful underscore podcast, and we're finally on YouTube, baby, at peaceful moment podcast. All I need you to do, sit back, relax, and be peaceful. But yeah, I had no kind of buffer. It wasn't like I was here for the summer and then I went to school and like mm -hmm. I had no friends. All I had was me and my little book bag. No tutorial. <laughs> no. Survival mode. And so when it was the freshman orientation and there was like the basketball teams were there, like all the different extracurricular activities, mm -hmm. she introduced me to the principal because mm -hmm. she was worried about some kind of like CPS charges with being, you know, with the federal federal medical patient. She didn't oh. want me going to school smelling like anything. I don't know. That's right, mommy. And so she had let Mr. Gomez know exactly who I was, <gasps> what I was living with. with you Oh, I was Mr. Gomez's uh, class because you know how oh. he stayed there for four years. Mm -hmm. I was his incoming class. Damn! So you're two years after me. Mm -hmm. I graduated in 2018. Wow! Just a mature kinda, little baby. I feel kind of old. I, I just hold myself really well, though. That's why people always think that I was like very like like people thought I graduated in 2016. And then when they still saw me there, they were like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, I'm a sophomore. What do you mean I'm still <laughs> doing here? Whoa. Yeah. I graduated your freshman year? Your sophomore year, I you graduated. You graduated 27? 16. 16, yeah, my, yeah my, my sophomore year. Damn. Mm-hmm. But tell me about that first day at Piper. Yeah, so my first day, Mr. Gomez actually met us at the car loop, like mm -hmm. where we got dropped off. He met up with me there and passed me a map of the school. Now, keep in mind, my school that I came from can fit in the cafeteria of Piper. Wow. Like, 
even the two portables that we had there could fit into Piper's cafeteria. That's how small my school was. But that shit is just really big. That's not normal. I was like, I don't know if this is a normal South Florida high school, but like when I went to like Blanche, like when we went out for band, Mm -hmm. it kind of looked like the normal for me, but we only saw so much of those campuses. So, Mm. but when I got that map, I literally had an anxiety attack, basically. You know what's crazy? I was losing it. Me too. I was losing it. Me too. Because there was. There was portables, there was modules, there's B, there's the the B building, the A building, the C building, the 500s building. I was like, mm-hmm. what? That's the hood. So where are my classes? And Mr. Gomez, since he was really busy, it's the first day of school, it's not like he could walk me around all my classes. So I showed up. All of my classes I showed up 15 minutes late for. I know, that's right. Fuck the people. Because I, li- I, I literally just couldn't find my class. But mm. coming straight from Montana, I was losing my shit because it's, I'm Miss Goody Do Shoes. Like, mm-hmm. I do my homework as soon as I get home from school and then I'm good to go play. Like, yeah. so when I was 15 minutes late, I would walk in and I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm from Montana. And they're like, oh shit, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Montana. Like the the one class I remember from that first day is my math class because I'm still best friends with that. F- she was the first person to ever say hello to me in South Florida, mm-hmm. and I'm still friends with her to this day. And her name is Marissa Reed. Shout out to motherfucking Marissa. She was one of my employees at AMC Sunrise Eight. Hope she's doing good. Dog, Love you, girl. She is the, honestly the reason why I was like able to get cultured in South Florida because otherwise I probably wouldn't have talked to anybody for like a month. Wow. Yeah, I was really scared and really nervous mm-hmm. because I'm not even lying. When I went to Piper, I met my first Asian person. I had never seen an Asian person. I had never seen like Hondurans, like Ecuadorians. I thought there was only a Mexican people and Spanish people. I didn't know about everything else. I didn't even know there was bisexuality. I'm over here trying to figure out when was the first time I met an Asian person. It's know. just so normal down here. You can't think about you it. You can't think about it. My first day meeting an Asian person was my first day of high school. Wow. Yeah. So when I came from little, little, little tiny puddle to this big ocean, mm-hmm. dog, I had like three panic attacks when I got home that day. I was so scared. Really? Yeah, because it's like, I didn't want to mess up because like, you have to remember for me, the depictions that I got of every culture was from America's media. Mm-hmm. So it was movies, TV shows. So it was like, my first impression on people would have to be the stereotypes that these medias played. Mm-hmm. And so I was scared shitless. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to get stabbed. I don't know. Like, mm. and so... There goes the vape. <laughs> <laughs> is it a little car? It looks like a car. Can you grab it for me? Oh, my ass hurts so bad. I just, I'm so high up. <laughs> no, the Fritos. Oh, the Frito fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Frito fingers. But I was like scared shitless the oh, whole time. I gotta time. get up there. My asshole is numb. Yeah. The so whole. I think that would be... Uh, My booty can't hurt. We're sitting on a tree, so I don't we know where it's going to sit better. Whoa! <laughs> My booty cat is numb. Not the booty cat. But yeah, so Marissa, my first day of high school, I remember the math class the most because that was where I met Marissa. Mm. She was sitting right in front of me. 
Mm-hmm. And she said the reason why she had to say anything to me was because she turned around and she saw a white bitch sitting behind her with cowboy <laughs> boots. She was like, who is this? You wearing cowboy boots? I wore cowboy boots Describe every single day up in Montana. Describe the whole fit for the me, The whole please. fit. So it was like brown cowboy boots towards the bottom, and then when it goes up towards your leg, it was hot pink. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know. But right. I'm not a goat fucker, so I didn't ever wear my... <laughs> That's what we call it up in Montana. <laughs> if you wear your pants inside of your boots, it's easier for the goats to stand on your boots so you can fuck them. So you would always make sure that you had your boots inside your jeans so nobody could see that they were pink. Yeah, Montana's kind of <laughs> But you'd be called a goat fucker if your boots were tucked inside of your boot, or if your pants were tucked inside of your boots. So you always wore your pants over your boots. And so she just saw me with my cowgirl boots. I was wearing, I wasn't wearing skinny jeans. I was wearing boot cut jeans. Boot cut jeans. I was wearing a belt too and a tie dye t shirt. Oh, you trying to be a liberal with a t shirt? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Because I had always been different. Like when they were saying, like, if you're gay, you're, like, up in Montana, I was taught you're either straight or you're gay. If you're gay, mm. you're wrong. And I was like, how's it wrong though? Love for everybody sounds kind of nice, mm-hmm. you know? Like, regardless if they like that man or they like that woman, mm-hmm. love sounds nice for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I was always, like, thinking that. And, like, I was very, like, challenging for people up in Montana. Like, still when I go to this day, they try to challenge me with some kind of debate mm-hmm. because they know I'll, I'll speak up on that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm around and they, like, let the N-word slip or whatever because they don't think anybody's going to say shit, I'm going to say shit. Bitch. I'm going to put you in your goddamn place. Mm, This is not the 40s. This is not the 30s. No. No. Baby, this is 2022. You don't even... I don't even call... I call black people black people because they're not African Americans. I cannot stand here and call you an African American if I know you're Jamaican. Oh. (laughs) Like, I'd rather say black Americans. Not the... um, You in advanced class? I... Honestly... (laughs) Dude, I took my first honor class when I was a senior. Wow. Yeah. I was just, I've always had this love for just wanting people to be happy, mm-hmm. regardless of who they are or where they come from or if they're poor or if they're rich. Just people in this world do need to be more happy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, even if you have a bad day, it's like you don't need to go and like spread that around because it's like. Nobody needs that kind of energy being just thrown on them. Keep that shit to your fucking self. Literally. So, like, when people in the smoke shop come in trying to be all stressed out and shit, I'm like, Mm-mm. hold up. Wait a minute. How can I fix this for you? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, I sell shit that will help you calm down. What do I need to do to help you calm down? Mm. So, yeah, when she turned around, it, what, what was I talking about? The fit, right? Yeah, the fit. Marissa. Marissa, yeah. So she turned around. She's like, she didn't even say hi to me. She was like, where are you from? I was just like, Montana. She's like, what town is that? And I was like, oh, God, this is where I'm at right now. Montana's the fourth largest state. Do you know how many times I've been asked what city that is? The fourth largest? It's the fourth largest state. It goes Alaska, Texas, California, Montana. Oh, wow. Yeah. Then it's Florida? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think Florida's like five, five through ten at least. Uh, yeah, we because Colorado is pretty big. Big dick energy. Yeah, 
But so when people uh, people would ask me all the time, like, where are you from? Where are you from? I'm like, Montana. They're like, what town is that? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> or they'll be like, oh, isn't that where Hannah Montana's from? And I'm like, motherfucker, that's Tennessee. That is Tennessee. Like, so when she turned around and she was just like where are you from and i was like montana she's like what town is that i was like it's a state and she's like oh and the relationship just grow- grew from there because she mm-hmm. just wanted to know everything like About from montana. what my hobbies were what school was like mm-hmm. everything isn't that beautiful that like no matter what situation you're in if you're uncomfortable there's always gonna be one person there's always that one person that's just gonna break the ice for you mm-hmm. yeah because no that was my last class of that day wow oh so seven classes nobody would like talk like i because i was very shy i because i mean i had all the right to be like completely like shut down basically because mm-hmm. it was like opening my world times five not even times two and so when she was finally that first person to kind of like turn around and be like where are you from? And wasn't even like, hi, what's your name? She was like, where are you from? Because, like, the next day, the second day, people were asking me, like, oh, what middle school are you from? And I'm like, Lincoln Public Schools? And they're like, where is that? And I'm like, Montana? What city is that? Because, like, (laughs) people were obsessed with West Pine Middle School. They would always be like, you look like you're from West Pine. Did you go to West Pine? I'm like, no, I did not go to West Pine. I think that's the school next to me. Yeah, well, West Pine was, like, right around the corner from Piper, so it's, under like, I finally understood why it was, like, understandable for them to, like, ask me something mm-hmm. like that, but I was just like, what is this West Pine deal? Yeah. And then I joined uh, Mu Alpha Theta, the Math National Honor Society. That's where all... And I started tutoring at West Pine. Oh. Yeah, I was a math tutor. Everybody that was in Mu Alpha Theta is either a heavy smoker or gay. I can concur, <laughs> except for Mr. Nasrat. I don't know where he's at. Mr. Who? Nasrat. What does that mean? Oh my God, that's his name, Nasrat. <laughs> but like no, Jesus? He was Nazareth. I think his GPA was like four point nine. He was like a genius, bro. Like a four point eight. Mm. I don't know where he is. I hope he's doing amazing because he helped me on my pre-calculus homework a lot. Like, not even, like, answering the questions, just literally teaching me how to do it. I'm, like, almost done with this thing. Was it traumatic? What, the getting kicked out? No, like, the culture shock. Oh, yeah. You said yeah? I mean, it kind of was. Like, because imagine being somewhere where you were raised for the first 14 years of your life. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you know everything. Like, I know, I still know that about town by the back of my hand. If mm. somebody tells me something's happening on C Street, I, I can visualize what houses are there and exactly what scene they're telling me just based mm. on the fact of the road that they told me. Mm-hmm. So imagine knowing that to having to GPS everything, to having to Google everything, to, to basically having to try to find your way around to ask people for directions. Like, Going from basically being the master of everything to being on the very, very of, of the bottom, like of the totem pole, because you don't humbling. know anything about Florida. It's humbling. Yeah, it definitely was a very humbling experience. How do you think that shaped you, like that humility? Honestly, I don't. 
it, it, it shaped me heavily because I, I tried to go back to Montana for her college. Mm-hmm. That was the only college I applied for was back in Montana because I wanted to go to that college since I was like five or six years old. Mm. And I, I got accepted and I went for a semester. But when I got back up there and the only culture that was there were all the foreign exchange students from Korea, but they didn't know any English. So it's not like I could make friends with someone that were like from that cultural background. That is all of the Korea? Black yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's for some reason i helped one of them get back to their dorm because like honestly the it was really shitty but the rape culture is really bad in on campus and i saw this korean girl walking by herself and she was like starting to get followed by this dude and i was like yo come here girl yeah i walked her to her dorm wow with my two friends um but and then like the black people that like my people because i i came down here I just fell in love with all of those cultures, mm-hmm. like all of the dancing, the food, the food, the, the food. food. Y'all ain't got shit on South Florida. The music, everything, just the way of like thinking, the way of life, just happiness. Mm-hmm. And like where I came from, it was hard work. You work hard, and but you play harder, but you work, you have to work. And so it was like, like if you look at the islands or anything like that, they, they're really just about like peace love happiness kind of thing mm. where up there it's nothing like that so when i went up there and like all the black people were on like the the sports team so they were really like full of their egos they didn't really want to talk to anybody on campus like that and it was just way too whitewashed for me when i went back for college mm. so it's like the culture shock when i got down here for the first time when i was a freshman it changed me completely because i couldn't survive up there again mm. like it got to a point where it was just like yeah i know exactly everything about up here but i don't like it anymore like that mm. so i i'm dropped out after that first semester and came straight back down here and i've been living in florida ever since again mm. yeah. that's beautiful where are we at? we're at 30 minutes all right so let's wrap it up okay so any words of inspiration for anybody don't think so small about everything honestly Mm -hmm. just keep an open mind like even me i'm still working on that myself like if i'm at my job and let's say a customer comes in because i just got a promotion to be a manager and they want to speak to a manager it's been really hard for me to keep myself composed to like take on these extra emotions because it's like why are you acting this way first off Mm. in the first place because like my job it's very chill like there's no reason to come in hostile because we're going to try to help you the best that we can Mm -hmm. if it's against store policy then that's just store policy and i can't help you but i'm not there to try to shit on your day Mm. so i want people to like not think so small because when that i've been teaching myself like when that customer comes in and they're so angry they might have just gotten into a car accident they might have just had the worst news of their life given to them that morning and it just totally threw off their whole week like just thinking past what your life is and seeing Mm -hmm. what that other person's life is that's why when somebody comes in angry i ask them how was your day and if they say it was bad i ask how was it bad and i let them vent for it real quick and then we finish the sale yeah finish the conversation Mm, so i just always tell people like don't think so small you got to think bigger that's the that's the key because I learned that working at AMC, I remember one time um, 
Oh, the AMC days. The AMC days for me were hell. They were hell. They were iconic Snapchat stories, though. <sighs> iconic what? stories. What, bitch? I used to pissed every night. I was angry every night. Every night. But AMC taught me so much about life. It taught me so much about who I was, and it taught me how to control myself. Yeah. Because when I was working at AMC, I was very impulsive. And if you came at me with the wrong energy, there was nothing I could do. You're I getting couldn't that even same energy back. Ex- ref- a mirror. Like. Excuse me? You're on 100. I'm on 100 right now. And yeah. it, it bothered me so much. But then I learned that, like, exactly what you just said. You never know what somebody's going through. Yeah. They, like, their know. mom could have just died two days ago. And you don't even know that. Like, exactly. So there's so much going on, especially there's, in South Florida. Bad yeah. shit happens every single day. Every 15 so seconds there's an accident. You're, you're that ad. <laughs> every, every 15, 15 seconds. seconds. That shit is very accurate, though. The 15 seconds I heard for you to listen to this ad, there have been four car accidents. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, so it's like, especially in South Florida, like up in Montana, if there's an asshole coming up to speak to me, I'm like, why are you being a fucking dick? Why? Nothing There's happened. no reason. It's so slow paced up here. But down here... Things can go from good to absolutely tragic in a second. Mm. Think of Surfside, like that building collapsing. Like things like that happen every single day down here. So it's like you can't let it affect you from what other people are trying to lay upon you. Mm. But it's it's very important to be, to have some introspection. Ask yourself, like, why is this person's bad attitude bothering me? Maybe there's something inside of you that needs to come out. Exactly. Like, do I have any extra issues that I need to work on? Or is the subject that they're speaking on kind of triggering me back into my PTSD? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, what I've noticed, especially, like, from dating my my boyfriend and everything like that, that, he's a Jamaican family. And um, they're really against, like, not getting him the correct mental health, like, Throughout his whole life, I've asked him, like, have you ever been put into therapy? And he's like, no, that's where Mm-mm. crazy people go. And I was like, crazy people. Man, right? I'm not. Man, I'm not. Crazy people, no. You go there to, like, work through your childhood traumatic experiences so then you can get past it and grow as a person. And so, like, I've totally changed his, like, mindset on that. But it's like, when he kind of, like, showed me that, I was like, how, how many other people down here are thinking that way? Because it's like... You do therapy with your friends. Like, right now, this is this could be, like, a therapy thing for either you or me. Mm-hmm. And just being able to talk to someone, being able to vent, that's therapy right there. Mm-hmm. So, just because it's in a setting with someone that you don't know, that's the perfect place to do it. Because you can say anything about your life. They don't know you. They don't know. And they really don't give a fuck. So, they can't judge your life. They can't go and tell this person that, tell this person this. Get whatever you need off your chest right then and there. Because one thing about me, if you tell me your business, I'm telling my mom. I'm sorry. When people tell me there's a secret, that's going straight to my man. <laughs> my man is my best friend. It yeah. won't go past him. It, mm. it won't go past that. But it's definitely going to be said to somebody else, so I don't got to keep it in myself. Exactly. I'm definitely telling my mom. Mom, you know what the hell did she just did? <laughs> Yo, it was crazy today. This girl, she said that she did this. Oh Nelly. my god! I've been thinking about it lately. I need to start my own podcast of just you like customer situations at the smoke shop. This dude came in and was like celebrating, and he t- I asked him what he was celebrating. He was like, "Oh yeah, I'm about to go turn myself in for three years of prison time." That? 
like I get crazy stuff like that all the time. They're like, you want to hear something crazy? And I always say yes to those questions. You have to. And it's always some crazy ass shit. Yeah. Like in the South Florida world, it is always some crazy ass shit. You want to hear some crazy shit? Yeah. I went to an orgy. I've yeah. actually. Mm, we know about that. We're not talking about that. We know about that. Well, All we, right. We, we're so, not going to discuss that. 2022. 2022? What are we manifesting? So in 2022, we are manifesting peace, wealth, and some family. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more important than having peace in your life. You need money to survive, so you know what I'm saying? That's just a given. Every year, you always manifest wealth. <sighs> Fuck it. That's just that mindset that you've got to have to survive. You gotta move to Montana so you don't need money. Just uh, three cows, a horses, and a goat to fuck. Right? (laughs) (laughs) To the next time we convene, Uh, peace and blessings, y'all. Blessings.